everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping moms ditch perfection and find peace through planning. This is episode 42, Three Things You Need to Manage Food Allergies. Hey everyone, I'm excited to chat with you again this morning. I am actually hanging out in my car to avoid kids waking up as I record this, and I'm stoked to talk about this topic. So a few weeks ago, my sweet sister-in-law and a listener who is unable to eat dairy came to me and asked if and how meal planning and meal prep would work or could work for someone with food intolerances. We chatted about this privately and I want you to know that my answer was of course an emphatic yes, but I wanted to bring some awareness to this topic and talk about how exactly meal planning and meal prep can actually make eating with intolerances simpler and easier. So I want you to know that I don't have experience myself with a food allergy, but I do have some experience that I think makes me qualified to uh, talk about this. So when I was completing my internship to be a dietitian, there were two different types of people that I counseled with in the hospital. Usually this happened after a life event. Often they had been through something traumatizing or had just recently gotten a diagnosis. uh, And this event or diagnosis had caused a need uh, for a change in their diet. And some of the individuals that I talked with had a lot of experience with cooking. And when I gave these individuals a new diet plan, they were, of course, overwhelmed. But they knew enough about food that they felt capable of making needed changes for themselves. In the other camp of people, there were people who often relied on convenience foods and fast foods. These people were often devastated by their diagnosis and had no idea how to make changes happen. I don't say this to guilt or shame, and for many people, there just isn't a compelling enough reason to take the needed time to learn to cook from scratch regularly. But for these individuals, when the time came to make a needed change, uh, they were really unprepared to make that change a reality. So making changes to your diet is hard, regardless of how much cooking knowledge you have. But what I noticed in my experience is that having a basic knowledge of cooking does make that change so much more manageable. Moving into the topic of food allergies or intolerances, a diagnosis of a food allergy, an intolerance, or another disease that makes the way you eat really, really important Um, can be incredibly difficult and overwhelming. And specifically when it comes to food allergies or intolerances, these don't really discriminate on your lifestyle. They just happen. So there's not really anything in your control that you can do to prevent this from happening. And this event in your life will be incredibly stressful and a cooking burden that you probably used to share, at least partially, with the restaurant industry or the grocery store. And suddenly that response and suddenly that responsibility becomes all of your and suddenly that responsibility becomes all your own sadly many if not most processed foods out there are not friendly for individuals with food allergies milk wheat and gluten eggs nuts and soybeans are all common allergens that are also very very common in the food supply Even if you do cook often, a diagnosis can be very overwhelming because suddenly 
you have to not only figure out new ingredients and how those ingredients react in foods to start introducing them in place of the foods you're used to using, but you also have to figure out how to find the time to make all the things that you used to just buy. So for many people out there, a casserole could be a quick and easy kind of cheater meal where you throw a few cans of cream of something in with potatoes or rice and just cook it until it's hot. It's super hands-off. But for someone with food allergies, they first have to make a cream soup from scratch before they can even get started making the entire process take so much longer. If you're one of the many people out there dealing with a food intolerance for yourself or one of your children, you're probably nodding your head in agreement to this. So how can not just cooking, but meal planning and meal prep help to navigate this new world of food allergies? Let's dive into each topic and find out. So we already kind of started talking about this, but cooking really just becomes a necessity whether you want to do it or not when you have a food allergy. It's a burden you will likely carry for the rest of your life. Uh, It can be difficult to find restaurants that fit into restrictions, and often it's difficult for even family members to get it right, meaning that many people with allergies find it easier and safer to just bring their own food to parties and events. Now, I don't say this to sound scary, and I, I truly do think that this can become habit and something that is not, the burden won't be as heavy as it is right at the beginning, but it is a reality to come to terms with that cooking will just be a part of your life. So if you're new to the world of food allergies and cooking, I suggest starting out by checking out popular substitutions for the foods that you can no longer eat. Then pick some of your favorite dishes and start experimenting. Cooking is a skill that takes literally a lifetime to learn, but the cool thing about it is that it's relatively low risk. I've talked about this before. The only thing that gets hurt if you burn your dinner is your pride. And it's relatively inexpensive to start out with cooking. You need just a good knife, a pan, a cooking surface, and a few ingredients. Many people that I've talked to who have been dealing with food allergies for a fair amount of time after that grief phase is over are so glad that they got the opportunity to learn so much about food and cooking and they feel confident and empowered to do what they need to in the kitchen. So cooking is obviously kind of the obvious help for dealing with food allergies, but I want to dive into things that aren't talked about as much, and those things are meal planning and meal prep. In my experience, both working in hospitals before I became, both working in hospitals and in the community before I started working from home, and even frequently on social media, it seems like there's an abundance of advice out there on what to eat, but not nearly enough advice on how to make that what to eat advice happen, which is actually a lot of my core motivations for creating this podcast and platform where I try to really dig into not the what as much as the how. So how can we make cooking with food allergies happen since that's a necessity as we've talked about. So here's how meal planning and meal prep can also help with food allergies. So we'll start with meal planning. Uh, We've talked about how when you have food allergies, suddenly your options just become a lot more limited than you were used to. So even if you can find dishes at restaurants that are free of whatever allergen you're avoiding, depending on the severity of your allergy or how strict you're being, you can never really be 100% sure that employees 
are handling the food safely and not cross-contaminating with other foods that might give you a reaction. So what's the point here? The Wendy's runs that you're used to might have to come to an end or at least be drastically reduced to keep you safe along with healthy. So a meal plan is going to become absolutely essential for not getting stuck in that I'm super hungry and there's nothing that I can eat situation. Because meal planning is just going to have to happen, let's talk about meal planning specifically for a person with food allergies. My number one tip that I share all the time when somebody comes to me with, my husband was diagnosed with celiac disease, or my kids can't eat eggs, or whatever intolerance they're now dealing with, my first piece of advice is to tell them to look to other cultures when they're meal planning. The reason for that is that the American diet is high in allergens. We talked about how our processed food is high in allergens, but Americans also eat a lot of dairy. They eat a lot of gluten and a lot of those things that typically are some of the most common allergens. When you look to other cultures, let's take most any culture in the world, actually, they are going to eat a lot of rice, which rice is actually a generally pretty safe food to eat. That's obviously not always the case, but eating more rice will help with the gluten problem. My second tip for meal planning with food allergies is to focus on what you can eat. So first I say just make a list of all the things that you can eat and whatever intolerance you have, there are so many things still safe and available. So make a list of those things so that when you're feeling particularly put out by this change, you can really focus on the positive and have options. Another reason for this is that though I do suggest figuring out how to substitute and making your favorite foods at home, sometimes that is just disappointing because let's say you can no longer eat gluten. Gluten-free bread is just never really going to fully match bread with gluten. So that can really be a source of disappointment all the time if you're substituting your bread a lot. But if you instead are focusing on meals like like a stir fry where you don't have to really make any changes at all, it's safe as it is. I will say to watch your soy sauce because some sometimes soy sauce is not gluten-free. But the point is, is that you really don't have to make a lot of changes to that dish. And so it feels a little bit more liberating and a little bit like less like you're dealing with, you know, like the second rate price. So focus on what you can eat, make a list so that when you're extra hungry or when you're meal planning, you're not spinning your wheels trying to figure out what you could possibly eat or what your kid could possibly eat. The last thing we're going to talk about today is meal prep. And one of the biggest ways to make all of the cooking that has to happen with food allergies and intolerances is to use meal prep. I think that this is the part that my sister-in-law wondered most about because she's been dealing with this for a long time. So she's figured out what she can eat and has that part of the system really under control. But for her, she wondered, can she actually do a lot of this in advance the same way that I do to save herself time in the kitchen? And the answer to that after I did a little bit of research is yes. So let's hop back on that casserole example that we talked about. So instead of having to first make a cream soup to make a casserole, what if you were able to pull an already made container of cream soup out of your freezer and then assemble your casserole from that? 
In this case, it would be essentially just as easy for you to make a casserole as it is for everyone else. By meal prepping cream of chicken soup, which you can do in a great big batch so you can make not just one, but five or six casseroles, you put yourself back at normal cooking level, which is awesome if you're feeling totally burnt out by all the kitchen time your new diagnosis or your child's new diagnosis requires. When I worked for a preschool, I was managing multiple food allergies every single day, including gluten, soy, eggs, dairy, and also some families had chosen to be vegetarian. So in this case, it would be a food choice that still limited our options. Literally, the only way I was able to make this possible, in addition to serving a standard meal to everyone else, was through meal prep. By keeping the most time-consuming portions of the meals for my sweet kiddos in the freezer, mostly baked goods in this case, I was able to feed them all something similar to what everyone else was eating. I was also able to keep my kitchen safe better in this way because when I was making food for children with food allergies... I was doing it in a sanitized environment, not at the same time that I was making the foods with allergens for everybody else. So you'll have to do a little research to see what foods freeze well. I have an episode on that that I will drop in the show notes. But the good news is that most foods actually do freeze well, especially when you take some special considerations. When coming up with a meal prep strategy, think of the things that are the hardest and most time-consuming to make and start by making big batches of those things and freezing them to save you time in the kitchen later. You can add to your meal prep list as you go, but you'll be surprised at how much time you save by prepping just a few things. If you're one of the many Americans out there struggling with food allergies, I hope this episode has helped you feel seen and has helped you see some light at the end of the tunnel as you consider these strategies to help you manage your allergies. If you aren't, good news, these strategies work equally well for all diets and starting to master them now will come in super handy if you ever do have to deal with a dietary restriction of some kind or another. By learning skills in cooking, meal planning, and meal prep, a food allergy will become much less overwhelming and might even start to feel manageable. Next week, we are going to talk about knives. We'll call this episode Knives 101. I'll talk about shopping for a knife, how often to sharpen your knife, how to sharpen your knife, the difference between honing and sharpening, because there is a difference and a lot of people don't get that. I'm really excited about this episode because I am in love with my knife and I think that it's one of the first steps to really starting to love your kitchen is figuring out your knife skills and how to take care of your knives because it makes cooking so much faster. So I'm really excited about this episode and excited to jump into that topic. If you want to hear all about it, be sure and tune in next time. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen and to start on your slow road to progress in the kitchen um, where we ditch perfection, but find peace in the small efforts that we're making. I'm so grateful for you guys. And thanks for listening. Happy planning. Happy planning.